Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. This is my name is you did it again. We practiced <laughs> this. My name is Sam Bradley. Welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, done him. You have, but quite fortunately, I'm what? always prepared. Oh. Speaking of always prepared, Sam, mm -hmm. um, this week I had a lot of so the scouts, the local scouts in my area are doing a big sort of outreach program and obviously we know that a scout's motto is always be prepared and batman's motto but go on batman too it's surprising how often the scouts and batman uh coincide um tripping over each other <laughs> they've basically been going around and and giving out um small dungeons and dragons like kits to everybody in okay. the area because obviously they're going to listen it's locked down everybody feel much better mm -hmm. um here you go and as such the scouts themselves have been crying out they've been saying <laughs> oh my gosh we've told all these people about dungeons and dragons and given them things but we haven't haven't given them any way to um you know interact with other people within the environment ergo one particular podcast known as Starter Set, but right. they they're, they're not recording at the moment. Where can we tell them to go? And I said, listen, you can, I mean, it's, it's piss poor preparation on their part. Well, exactly. But you know, I needed the segue earlier on. So listen, <laughs> Scouts and Batman, <laughs> my co-host Sam is going to tell you exactly mm -hmm. where you can do that. You can. Find us on all the social medias. Um, you can get links to our social media at our brand new website. Oh, starterset.co.uk. You can find all the shows there. You can find all our social media links there. You can even find our shop where you can buy the Starter Set Manual of Homebrew Heroes and the digital map of the People's Republic of Aquilibrium. Wonderful. Speaking of which, speaking of which, talking about always being prepared, the one little bit of note that I took for this show joking of course um we have the uh, winner of the giveaway to announce oh wonderful weeks. excellent are mm -hmm. we doing that here or are we doing that on the on the channel let's do it here let's give them a shout out sure go on at least off you go um so we off we asked you to send in your favorite episode and or moment and loads of you messaged us in which is really cool we had a comment on one of the instagram posts from rachel dot underscore dot thinky now the reason for this is twofold First of all, um, she's picked the uh, stool yes. joke from uh, from Enchanter's Corner, episode 48, the stool that could poof you around all the worlds. Mm -hmm. And she made a very funny joke about Sam's stool, which sounds like poo. And <laughs> I listened to that episode today, and we didn't make that joke on the show. Um. So there's that. That's for one. And then the second uh, episode 48 was also when you had the final strike of Ill Marianne. Yes. Do you remember that? I do. And that was like my favourite all-time thing we ever did uh, in Enchanter's Corner. So for those reasons, uh, Rachel, we're going to get in contact with you, and we're going to get your details, and we're going to send you a free map. Wonderful. There you go. Lovely stuff. Excellent. And with that out of the way, uh, let us continue world building wonders. Does, 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 does. Wonders. Does. 
Um, We're doing cities this week, aren't we? Yeah. We are. So I'm going to preface this because obviously I'm asking you guys and, and those of you who are listening are probably trying to hopefully um, finding this useful for building your own homebrew worlds. Now, mm-hmm. at this point, either you can go down the, down the actual land itself um, or you can start doing your cities. Now, this is the reason it depends entirely on how you want to run your campaign. Ultimately, because if you're looking at a world which is maybe a little bit more inhospitable um, and cities and things like that aren't necessarily a big part of it, that's completely fine. We're going to go into that next episode, but we're going to start here because I know that we're looking at a bit of a city centric approach, especially when you listen to the previous episode where we were talking about. Um, what's left behind by the ancient civilizations and with that Mm -hmm. they actually left behind buildings and various technologies and things like that so if you're looking at things and you're going i kind of want to do like a little bit of a survival-esque sort of dark sun um vibe that's great that's a great setting go for it start with your world first with your dangers if you're looking at more of an eberron kind of vibe where you've got lots of cities that are all technologically linked together and all that kind of thing um, minus obviously the massive um, magical. Well, they haven't actually told you what the big explosion in the middle of the landmass is, but minus that part, it's all relatively built up, and there's technology and thing that allows you to get around. I think from our conversations that we've had, we're going to look at it from that front and that point of view. Yeah, I would say so. Wonderful. Um, so my follow-up question with that, then Sam, for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How densely populated is uh, is our world? Coraxium. Correct. No, Coraxia. Coraxia. There we Thank go. You. Got it. Um, if we thought that, how we could have called these shows creating Coraxia. Anyway, um, I figured that it's probably because you want to work both elements in. There's probably quite a bit of open space where one can get lost and dungeon dive Mm -hmm. but where it is populated i imagine the three or four largest city areas are quite densely packed with a variety of different ways that that looks but i think outside the cities it's quite inhospitable and other than you know maybe some camps maybe some sort of temporary settlements that maybe have become permanent settlements i don't imagine there's much out there because obviously we want to give people a place to explore you know we want to have a place to build on and uh, yeah i think the cities are pretty crazy busy for the most part but step outside the walls and um, let's let's put it this way some people could go their entire lives without stepping outside the walls of some of these cities right cool okay so we're looking for sort of four massive city that we're going to take yeah and they'll be like the big hubs so your new york your hong kong your berlin. london your berlin right yeah basically just take those out and then plonk them in different areas of the map mm-hmm. yeah cool okay and then around that we've obviously got like frontier towns and stuff like that and all those yeah, kind sort of, of things. dusty old crusty sort of this was only meant to last 10 years and it's been here since before i was born yeah and then- uh, by my voice, you can tell I'm very old. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you definitely can. Well done. Um, cool. Okay, that's that's good. So let's start cranking on with these. Now, 
before, I, I've, I've cut myself off halfway through that question. With with these four cities and this place, mm -hmm. are we looking at... Are we going to start slightly smaller and build out? Because obviously you've got... If we look at the world, and our world and as an example, and many, many others, mm -hmm. nine times out of ten, especially when it comes to adventurers... Adventures, sorry. They're set in an area of a world, of a larger world. So... Yeah. For example, the Sword Coast obviously features all of the Forgotten Realms thing, and we don't really explore the rest of that map. It's a lot of his, yeah. his Luskin, his Waterdeep, his all the other places, his Neverwinter, and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Are we going to approach this in the same way, and we'll do an area, and then we can build out? It's almost like you start in this point, and this helps for well, those who are world building. For yeah, I do have an idea for one area, and this is something I mentioned on the last show, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's called the Archipelago of Gi. Nice. And this is basically one sort of peninsula. Mm -hmm. Or, in fact, no, it's an it's a large island off the coast of Coraxia, uh, and basically the large city of Gi is placed on that sort of mother island around the volcano. Because fuck it, why not? And then off of that island, there is a series of slightly smaller, and the further away you go, these islands get smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, and there's actually a saying in Coraxia. It's like, oh, I've, I've, if you're looking for something, you go, I've looked from here to the arse end of Guy. And that refers to the final rock that sticks up out of the ocean. And that's considered the end of Guy. But it's actually like one mother city built uh, on the side of a volcano. And then maybe three or four islands of diminishing size okay. uh, further out to sea. And all of those islands are still part of the same, considered part of the same city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's in the same way that parts of Ireland are still considered part of the UK. Sure. It's sort of like, or a better example would be Greece and the Greek islands. Yeah. You see? And maybe the first two islands are linked by rope bridges, but those bridges, the further out you get, get progressively shittier. That was going to be my next question, is how are they connected? Um, well, the last one, the last one, which is the smallest island, uh, you, it's only accessible by boat, and about 50 people live on it, and there's like a hardcore watercolouring course, and you can only go to and from like once a week. Cool. Okay, nice. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so, um, the Isle of Guy, and also, is the, is the city itself called Guy? It's the city of Guy and the archipelago of Guy. Right, fine. And so, the archipelago is basically named after the city. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Because it's believed at one point that was actually connected to the mainland and it just drifted off maybe in a demon war or something. Cool. That's fair enough. Um, so there... <clears throat> how are they when it comes to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list off a few things because we'll, we'll just... I know we've got time limits here because I don't want to obviously spend... Mm -hmm. We literally did an entire series where we made a city. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so how do they feel about outsiders? Um kind of wary not like aggressively wary but uh i can tell you're not an outsider you're not really you don't really have the island vibe to you kind of highly strong that kind of shit okay and that applied to, like their politics a little bit yeah i would say that the um within that sort of island mentality there's like oh you're such a mainlander but actually if you live on the islands a mainlander is considered to be a resident of the city of Guy, right. not necessarily of the mainland Coraxia. Sure. 
So we're looking at um, potentially a little bit of a secular culture then. What? Who lives there, right? What's their populace looking like? I mean, a lot of Gangi. Sure. If we're going to do some self-promotion, I think uh, Gangi cultures spring up, especially on the smaller islands. I imagine the actual island, the city of Gi, is pretty multicultural mm -hmm. because everyone can find their way to an island. Sure. And that's just how it looks. It's kind of like a wide range. But as you get further out, it's primarily Gangi, uh, gnomes, um, shit that's good with the sea and good with boats, that kind of thing. Sea elves. And fishing, obviously. Yeah. Tritons, exactly. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, on occasion. Okay. When nice. it gets spicy. Yeah. Yeah. When things get a little bit crazy. Um, okay. <laughs> that's cool. So that gives us a taste. And in terms of, because uh, this is always nice, if we're looking at a volcanic island, right? We're looking at a island which is built uh, out of, you know, that black rock, that volcanic rock mm -hmm. that we've seen. Is that part of the architecture? And how is that sort yep. of all encompassed within that cityscape itself? Oh, the um, the city itself is actually a, a crater from the last eruption, and it's fucking huge. Oh, good. Build a city and on the a the uh, the walls of the city are actually just the embankments of where that boom oh, that first explosion was. You see. Now, mm -hmm. the obvious follow-up question here is, how dormant is the volcano? Literally, you roll the dice. You decide. <laughs> I'm giving that back to the reader, to the listener rather. Um, I mean, hasn't gone off yet, but it's yeah. time for everything. Well, that's a good, that's a good call to a uh, call to adventure, isn't it? Of things mm -hmm. are rumbling and stuff keeps sort of dropping into the floor. Did you go and check that out? Oh, turns out um, a load of salamanders have moved in and they are stirring up the bottom of the volcano like no one is. Go and sort mm -hmm. them out. Okay, nice. Um, all right, so that's Gee volcanic island island is sort of vibe a little bit secular what's their last, last but by no means least what's their leadership look like because you've got to think about that when it comes to conversations with the other cities oh like a council of elders yeah so it is a council based thing like a democracy mm -hmm. right? well that that one is yeah. yeah yeah for sure okay fine um now the area that we're in of of Caraxia, is this one country or are we looking at multiple countries here and multiple cities because of that or are these multiple, multiple cities? cities but i imagine that it's one country most of which is under the control of one empire okay. at one level or another but maybe a city hasn't yet to be conquered or has been left to its own devices all right well then if that's the case Let's go to that big city. Who are the who are the big boys with the basically biggest army or most money or whatever gives them that competitive edge and why? Okay. Um, so I guess that big city, the big city that falls outside empire control, if you will, is to the north. It's uh, surrounded by mountains on three or four sides, making it very easy to defend. Mm -hmm. It is called Dorak. D-O-R-A-K and um, it is primarily inhabited by warrior barbarian races. Right, okay. And classes. And these are just like we were here first, then the empire rolled up and you took over a few of our cities and that's fine, but you step over the Black Ridge, we're gonna fuck your world up. <laughs> and 
Uh, okay, cool. So warrior culture, a lot of code and honors and things like that. Is that one overriding culture or is that many, uh, sorry, one overriding code or is that many codes that have sort of built up this one? Oh, it's many, it's, it's as multicultural uh, Dorak as the uh, archipelago of Gi. Mm -hmm. But it's just most people can really fuck you up. Okay. And their um, teleportation circle is actually in the center of that city. So again, very easy to defend, very easy to uh, to put people in and out of. Right. Okay. Cool, that makes sense. So they've got a fair amount of, like, for lack of a better term, the, the uh, well, we're saying that the old cities were basically old Sicantio cities, right? Mm -hmm. So they've got a lot of that. Oh, there's Sicantio there. Okay, right, cool. Are they... Because who else would know, who else would know, yeah, okay, this is why we live like this, because often you get that lost no knowledge in countries, and um, not to get too political, we're seeing a lot of it now where people are like, why is this like this? Mm -hmm. This is why this is like this. But what if you, what if George Washington was still alive, basically? And he could say, well, this is why this is like this. And you have that bigger understanding of the shifts geopolitically, which is how they managed to keep everyone on the same hymn sheet of, if the empire comes in here, our way of life's fucked because we've seen how they've sort of homogenized by their own interpretation the other cities so that's what we're dealing with here in Dorak now within the region around these cities we've got two of them what for them is the biggest point of contention for all all four cities hmm you know what I mean like why I think yeah, go on I think it's control of that material. Remember we had that material? We did. A week or so ago? It's not, is it Iridium? Uh, no, it's close. It's like Eliquium, I believe. I some, think that actually might be right, yes. Yeah. So primarily this stuff is the stuff that the really good shit gets built out of. Right. And it's that quest for, you know how in the real world we have like, ooh, who can make nuclear weapons? Here in Coraxia, it's who can best forge Eliquium. Who controls the Eliquium? No one, yeah, and who can best use it? Because no one's really got a handle on it. Uh -huh. There's like four or five different ways that are all kind of shit, but all kind of work. Mm. And maybe one of our quest centers around, oh shit, someone's worked out how to forge the material of the gods. Hey, your electricity uh, is based on Eliquium. Oh, yeah, it is, mm -hmm. but don't stand too close to it because you'll grow a third exactly. arm and 12 nipples. Exactly right, yeah, <laughs> and it's like... Uh, I imagine the uh, door, Dorak has got some pretty shady science stuff going on trying to work this out because this is the thing. Sure. This is the thing we can fuck the Empire off with. We can liberate the entirety of Coraxia. Yeah. If only we could learn how to make fucking battle mech suits out of Eliquium. Okay, so I think we're getting into some decent, like recent histories here because obviously this empire mm -hmm. which we need to name the empire of the blue sun right the blue suns so they have dominion over gi then the archipelago of gi mm -hmm. within the same city and a couple of the other cities yeah so we'll get to we'll get to those two other cities in a moment because i think this is this is key to figure out mm -hmm. shall we say historically the way that they have established that was initially through control and figuring out how to use 
Um, yes. What's it called? That's why it's called the. That's why it's called the blue sun. Those teleportation circles are blue. In my head, they've always been blue. Right, nice. And that's but they've kind of. They've made some sort of weapon or power supply out of their. Uh, I've already forgot what it's called. The the stuff that's not iridium, whatever it is. Elibrium. 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 That's what it is now. Elibrium, that is what it's called. So they figured out how to use Elibrium before basically Mm -hmm. most other people did, right? And that's what gave them the edge. Whether it's a power supply or a weapon or something along those lines, they basically were able to do we can move from here to here or, you know, hey, we've all got Iron Man suits because we figured out the the equivalent of the arc Mm -hmm. reactor. P.S. After we did that, we also figured out there's some severely nasty side effects. So we've all sort of stopped using it, but there's still obviously some guys who are still messing around with it. Of course. So let's go, let's build this capital. Let's build the, the center of this, um, which is obviously going to be a, a much bigger city anyway, because it's had all this mm-hmm. technology thing. Let's build the capital of the blue moon or or not necessarily call it a capital because that implies that there's more stuff that it has, but... Mm-hmm. The ruling state or city state of the Empire of the Blue Sun. I think it's going to be um, a hub, a metropolitan hub mm-hmm. with a coastline, so down the coast from um, the archipelago of Guy, quite far away from Dorak. I think it's going to be called something like just. <sighs> need a funny name, need a funny name. Uh, Solatrix. All right. So there are tricks. And this has a, uh, again, like Dorak, has a teleportation circle in the middle of the city Mm -hmm. because no one party can go from one to the other because that's the mutually assured destruction. That's what that looks like in this world. Just work that out. Um, And this is a huge metropolitan hub. There is a southern district. There is an eastern wild. There is a northern territory. There is a western quarter where all the rich people live. There is a center point of uh, banking, commerce, and high-end trade. This is huge. It houses many hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of beings. It's got like suburbs and all that sort of stuff where... Oh, the whole shebang. Yeah. Suburbs, rich areas, poor areas, shit areas, nice areas. Like, you know. for, the, for the guys that live out there, their biggest problem is like, am I going to have mac and cheese tonight or am I going to like... Yeah. yeah, this is one of those cities where you could live your entire life and never leave. Sure. And many people don't. How, because this kind of, out whenever you have this sort of like, yeah, we're the big boys, how hedonistic is they, are they culturally? You know, have they gotten to a point where they're so weird and like, yeah, we, we literally like, do they do what the Romans do almost and eat themselves until they need to throw up and then just carry on? Well, no, because obviously within a city that big you have an economy that, only maintain certain types of lifestyle. The Empire of the Blue uh, of the Blue Sun, they are claiming at least to wield the power of the gods, but God giveth and God taketh away. It's not like some fucking Ibiza city. Sure. This is a metro. This is London. This is London. This is London at the point where we were the head of the empire. Basically, yeah, sure. there's lots of shit going on. There's ports, there's lots of different ways to make money, there's criminal elements. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone there is pretty open-minded, but they buy 100% a lot of them into this Dorak bad, Solaric's good, because they get it every day. They live in the centre. Yeah, yeah. What's the ruling 
What's the ruling look like? Are we talking about a, a family or a, a dictator or a... You have a... Quasi-communist sort of vibe? No, you have a uh, like a chief councillor, like an MP for each one of the four districts, mm-hmm. and then they report into a grand premier. Right, cool. Who is, let's say, the bloodline of yeah, United Rulers. Kind of like the same relationship that uh, the House of Parliament have with the royal family. Okay, so the premier is the royal family in this situation, and then exactly, cool. Okay, yeah, you want to make a law? Yes, we do. We've still got to run it past you, mm-hmm. but it's kind of mm, kind of bullshit. Yeah. But if that guy or gal were to turn, oh boy, it'd be fun. And if they all kicked off and went, actually, do you know what? We're gonna do it old school, and this is the reason why. Sick and boys, mm-hmm. and then a load of mutant corgis come out and just destroy everything. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Which you know the queen has. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're all werewolves. Anyway, do you know what? I know, I know you've joked on that, and I'm, this is a very non D and D tangent, or it could be entirely up to you. But there are legitimate conspiracy theories that the royal family is just a collection of vampires. Just, I will talk to you about that off my. Yeah, whoever's listening, go and Google that for a little bit of a little bit of a fun <laughs> sort of Wikipedia fall down the internet hole kind of vibe. Right. So now we've got sort of. That's good, I like that. Let's go with the sort of the next city, the outlier, or whoever these are. So we have the archipelago of Guy off the coast one side. We have Solerix, the home of the Empire of the Blue mm-hmm. Sun. Further much further down the coastline. It's a good few days, maybe a week's travel. That's there. To the north we have Dorak in the mountains. I guess we need a kind of culturally liberal melting pot. A little bit of mixed ground, a little bit of Berlin, a little bit of California, a little bit of hey okay. man. We need a swamp city. We need a swamp city where they've legalized some stuff. Awesome. And you know what? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it's fucking fine. Go, sounds fine. <laughs> well, okay, fine. I like yeah. swamp cities. But you need that. You need that mm-hmm. sort of cultural malaise, yep. if you will. Um, you need like, oh, I wouldn't go to that part of town. Why? Ah, they're all Dorak over there. What about the other side of the town? Uh, they're kind of empire boys. Oh, right, okay. What about in the middle? Right. Ah, fucking anything goes so in the middle, bro. So they're still um, sort of empire-controlled, but this is where you get a lot of the... A lot of the it's the edge of the sure, empire. I'm, so much so, it's kind of blurred. I am, that immediately throws up um, a lot of spy masters and a lot of spy sort of vibes. Oh, yeah, it's... It's Moscow. It's, um, but with better yeah. weather. Yeah, 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 well, it's Moscow in a swamp. Way better right? weather. Yeah, and it's kind of like a... um, Because it's on the edge of the Dorak-Ian dominion, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of on the edge of the Empire of the Blue mm-hmm. Suns, it's almost an unwritten rule that, like, this is like a bit of a chilled fucking DMZ. If you want shady dealings that the state definitely signs off on, but can't publicly mm-hmm. say we wanted to do this, this is where it happens. Okay. You know, if you want to get your hands on some owlbear eggs, <laughs> tax-free, or you want a little bit of air spur to take back in your shoe, we get it. There's a lot of sort of gap yard bum fucks yeah, around yeah. here. But underneath all that, it's actually it's quite pretty, a it's pretty hardcore hectic. den of spy masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it's in swamps, it's unlike built into the trees, kind of like the uh, Ewok 
city Sure, you build up, and right? Some of them, yeah, some of them go down to the swamp level where you can take uh, you can go take fishing trips, but there's gators and shit down there, so it's kind of like all here yeah. piggly all over the place. So, so in in my head, I'm looking at this and I'm seeing a city that is like, yeah, we've got three big fucking bits of ground rock that we can build on, and as such, we've mm-hmm. kind of it almost looks like a weird, um, it's like several massive huge towers that you can just live in. You just live in your in your tower, and you're in like Tower C. I'm in Tower A. Yeah. But they kind of. But some of them, if you have enough money, you can get like your entire tower. It's called the um, it's called the <laughs> the new north south, right? Because it's not quite kind of anywhere. That's it's and just, that's the city name. The new north south. Yeah, where are you going? Oh, uh, up to uh, iHeart NS. Uh. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like this. I like the fact that this seems to be a little bit of on the surface, a bit of a joke kind of. Yeah, don't don't really pay attention. And then as soon as you scratch the surface again, oh, dude, deep, it's real. Like people are getting shanked left, right, center. Oh, because you'll go in and you'll be like, "Hey, we're just here from." And everyone will turn around and someone will pull a knife and go, "The fuck out." Yeah, walk away. You saw nothing. Walk you away. saw nothing. This this is for us. You go down the fucking street. You okay. see nothing. Final one. I love this one. This is a nice nice city. Who's who controls this place? Oh, it's a um, it's kind of like the same situation as the archipelago of Guy, mm-hmm. except every. Do you know what? Just it's kind of like you know the people that say there is true order in total chaos. Yeah. If something happens, man, we'll fucking deal with it. But otherwise, so, okay. I'm busy learning the loot. You know. Is this why? Is this basically? A lot of the time, people came here and met here, and this is one of those ones where actually they've obviously got a teleportation point because all the major cities have that front, and this is one of those ones where nobody really laid claim to it, and before you blinked, a full city has literally grown because it almost looks like it out of the swamp. There's nothing there, but Mm -hmm. it's on the way to everywhere else. Right. Cool. I like that. That's a great little starting place as well, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pick where you want to go. You know, there are other. I'm having so much fun with this. I could, I could literally do this show all day. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we can't. And I think we've We're actually definitely going to do a towns episode, though. We're definitely going to do a towns episode. Yeah, of, of course we will, and we have to because you've also got to figure out actually if you want to start your campaign and where you want to start that. You don't necessarily want to go. Well, the world is your oyster, because especially if you've got starting and new players, that's a dangerous thing to do. Um, right, let's bring the show to a close. I don't think we've got time for a random encounters, so we Even might. I don't have one anyway. Wonderful. I always make them up as we go along. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We might post that on our social media. We'll do it as a live video or something like that. That won't be quite That's fun. That's cool. We'll see what a fun happens. Idea. Yeah, we'll um, so as always, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, do please on whichever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, give us a lovely thumbs up a like a five star review whatever it is that they have because everybody's different a comment blah 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 doesn't matter basically if you do that it means that more people will find the podcast hear our wonderful voices ish uh, and then you can have conversations with more people that you meet on the strain and you're talking about it to your friend and they go oh I also listen to that podcast and you go really yeah no blah 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 I thought that the stall of teleportation was great and then they go, oh, are you Rachel? And they say, yes, I'm Rachel. And then, oh my gosh, and everything's great. And we've all had a lovely serendipitous meeting on a train. And then you marry Rachel. So there you go. Everyone's happy. No pressure. Roll well. 
and we will see you next week. Goodbye. And they tax it, and it's fine. It's all going to be fine. Ha, <laughs> ha,